A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. I'm going to be so bad at this. Oh, mine's not going. Okay, got it. I mean, did it. <laughs> wow, that was good. Um, hello, everybody. I hope you are all doing well out there in the fantasy football world, and may the Shiva gods be ever in your favor. Nice. I'm Kyle Ganyer. I'm half of Fantasy Bruce, and I'm here with the other half, Mike Heinish. Hello. We are here to entertain you all, as well as help you out with your fantasy teams a little bit. Make sure to go follow us on Twitter at Fantasy Brews Pod and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Let's jump into it. We are drinking Big Wave Golden Ale from Kona Brewing Company. I've been Snapchat FaceTiming my friend in Colorado who drinks this like every time I'm on there, so I've been craving it. Nice. So I saw it and I got it. But I'm pretty sure that's in Hawaii. I, I think so. I've had it before. It's, it's really good. It's, yeah, it's from Hawaii, but... I don't know, he was still drinking it, and I was like, mm, I could go for some of that. It's a golden ale. It's golden, and it's ale. It's just, yeah, it's not much to say, not in a bad way, it's just, it's just a, it's a, it's just a good beer. Nice good beer. It's, it's, it's a solid pick. Justin Tucker update, going for fifth consecutive year of 141 points last night against the Patriots in the loss to the Patriots. <laughs> One field goal and two extra points, now 76 points on the season. Oh, I can't believe that game. We'll talk about it more oh, later, man. but I didn't expect that at all. And I, <laughs> I'm a huge Patriots fan, and I even I was like, at the end of it, I was like, should they have won that? I mean, <laughs> rundown of our show, pretty basic for you today, starting with facts, stats, then going uh, into a quick Week 10 recap, followed by some news updates. Then we're going to look at some of the latest Madden player updates. The game hasn't gotten any better, but the players have. <laughs> Followed by our week 11 highs and lows, our prop lock of the week, and we will look into what goes on on Fantasy Twitter. Lastly, of course, we'll have this week's round of Bruce Clues. Go! And there you have the facts of life. The facts of life. Oh, yeah. Okay. Stat. Go, go, fact stat. So I, I wanted to share a stat I heard on a different podcast, and when I did my own research, I didn't really come up with the same numbers. So this isn't as <laughs> like crazy exciting as I, I thought it was, but. Fantasy pros is weird sometimes. Maybe their scoring things is different. But since the 2018 season, the Chicago Bears have only allowed seven quarterback ones on a week in fantasy up until now. So like two and a half years, only seven times they've let somebody be a top 12 quarterback, which is crazy. Uh, I went through each of the matchups just to kind of double check. There were a couple that were really funny. In, in week 14 of 2018, they held Jared Goff to being the 39th quarterback. Maybe he got hurt or something, or, or other people, a number of other people got hurt. There was a QB 33 with Sean Mannion, too. But yeah, only seven games, uh, so it's it's about a sixth, right? Seven out of almost 42. And they're all really big names, too. The top 12 guys are Drew Brees. Uh, okay, Jeff, Jeff Driscoll's one of them. Pat Mahomes, Rodgers, Brock Osweiler, actually, Kirk Cousins, and then... Oh, is that it? Oh, I missed a Brady in there. There's a Brady in there. There's always a Brady in there. So, so yeah, it's not... not as exciting as I thought it was, unfortunately. But I guess Cousins will get a chance to become the, the eighth one in, in the same stretch tonight. We're recording on Monday. Yeah, but Kirk Cousins doesn't play well in prime time. He's not going to do it. <laughs> Bears are still have a, still have a great defense for sure. Well, going off riding that high of the Patriots win against the Ravens, Cam Newton currently has three passing touchdowns on the year and eight games started. But he is still uh, not on pace to set the NFL record 
for least touchdown passes for a quarterback who started 16 games, mainly because he missed a game, but let's ignore that part. <laughs> Newton missed a game. Yeah, yeah. But Trent Dilfer in 1995 started 16 games for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he threw four touchdowns all season long. That's insane. He started all 16 games. Why would you not put in, like, the coach's high school kid or something? And they somehow went 7-9 and nine still. Like, that, that's wow. a losing record, but still way better than you should have for a, <laughs> a quarterback throwing four touchdowns. 2,774 pass yards and 18 picks. That's <laughs> rough. <laughs> like, that's just, like how can you go 16 games with only four touchdowns? Yeah, and 200-something yards? 2,700. 2000, okay, I, I definitely misheard that, but whoa. And this so, was in 1995. This isn't even one of those. It's not even one of those crazy stats where you hear like, "Oh, in the 30s, this guy right. threw 400 touchdowns and six interceptions." <laughs> this is like fairly recent, 25 years ago. Math, boom. Week 10 recap. <laughs> Another game-winning drive for Stafford. I only mentioned this like not too much. Don't care too much about this game as a whole. Just that Stafford once again put together a game-winning drive. Now 37 of his career win of his. 73 career wins are game-winning drives. So now he's over half. Now he's over half. <laughs> uh, the football team tied the game with a field goal, 27 seconds left, but then the Lions got a favorable roughing the passer call and set up a 59-yard field goal by Prater for the win. That was probably the craziest ending to a game on the whole week. And nobody cared about that game. <laughs> also, there was one better ending that you're going to come up to. Many. Yeah, but I mean, I just that Stafford still blows my mind that he's got to do all this stuff. I think he only threw like... For 19 yards in that final drive, but that roughing the passer really yeah. did it for him. <laughs> Tua remains undefeated after beating Herbert. Um, they both had okay games. Nothing special. But Chargers notably lose another one by a one possession. So sad. It's just, they are, they're, they're better than their record, but not much. Right. I, I would agree with that. They're better than Both. two and seven because they have not lost by two possessions. <laughs> I I just think that's just that's just crazy. What are the odds? And the Dolphins six and three. And the Chargers two and seven. That should be like flipped. You that like you would have if you if you saw those two records and those two teams, I think most people would have flipped it. Yeah, the ending to the Cardinals and Bills game, holy crap. That the, was the nuts one. The escape by and the runaround by Kyler, the toss down the field, the catch by Hopkins over three Bills defenders. That was a crazy finish to the game. They're calling it the Hail Murray. Hail Murray. I like that. The <laughs> Hail Murray, but and he, that not even to be out like it should outshine it. But Stephon Diggs had a like a he had a cool, diving yeah. diving catch, and but he left twenty something seconds on the clock. <laughs> I didn't hear this. I don't know if it was a different broadcast or I mean, there's a lot going on obviously every day, but. Apparently, when Stefan Diggs caught the touchdown, the announcer on the TV said he's the best receiver this year. <laughs> right before Nuke just came in. And he's like, no, I am. Let me show you. <laughs> that, I just could not believe that. Even though you saw the faces of the Cardinals on the sidelines, it was hilarious. It was. They, oh, I mean, my face probably was too. That was, that was crazy. And you said it already, but literally like right into three defenders, it, like just by himself and and Kyler got out there too, like you know, he, he they both have to get. Oh yeah, he had a crazy throw. Like he just got it off, and he was like, all running over. He like wasn't <laughs> his feet weren't set or anything like that, but, right? And that division now, so they're six and three. The Seahawks and the Rams are both six and three as well, and then the 49ers are four and six. But yeah, the Rams beating the Seahawks. Russell Wilson, no touchdowns, mm-hmm. two interceptions, and a fumble. Oh, I'm just man. confused. There's too many teams that confuse me. The, the most confusing teams are the Bills, 
the Raiders, the Rams, probably the Seahawks. I, I was to say, I wondered if you're putting the Seahawks in there. Let's now. throw Patriots in there now too. Yeah, if you really could. <laughs> Ravens. Like, I don't know what's going on with any of these teams. <laughs> I don't know if you said the Dolphins, but they're definitely one. Yeah, it's this. It's a, it's a weird ass season. That's Browns for are six sure. And three. Even the Packers almost lost the Jaguars. Yeah, that was also sad. That would have been hilarious. <sighs> that would have just been straight up funny. I was going to make some joke about it at the beginning of the game. Like, this would be the one they would drop, but I didn't. And I'm, apparently, that was a good call. Well, so now now my MVP standings, I'm going to go. I go Rodgers and Mahomes at the top. Mm-hmm. Then Kyler right, right under them. And then Wilson and Cook. Yeah. So I drop Wilson. Wilson, these past two weeks, he has looked like. He's had a couple games great. where he has crippled, you know, the, the team. Whereas Kyler's been a, a top 12 quarterback every, I'm pretty sure every week. I think he's been a top five quarterback almost every week. Yeah, Kyler's Kyler's nuts. Absolutely nuts for fantasy and everything. <laughs> like, just watching him, he's just crazy. He's kind of like, not quite this year's Lamar Jackson, because like in drafts, Lamar Jackson went in like the 8th or ninth or something that first year that he blew up. But Kyler was going in like the 5th, I think, in a lot of drafts uh, that I saw. But. And, and Phillip Rivers still does not have a 30-point Fantasy game on his Ooh, career. Good call. <laughs> and There's still time, Philip. Get one. He plays Green Bay next week. Yeah. Yeah. He's not going to get one. We have to watch a Philip Rivers game next week. Uh, I'm sorry in advance. Pittsburgh remains undefeated. So now, what's your percentage that they go undefeated? Oh, man. I, I would they got the Jags this week and then Baltimore on Thanksgiving. Yeah. And just watching Baltimore lose to the Patriots. Uh, I'm putting it up to. 32. My mind said 20. 32% chance they go undefeated now. That's just math. I just did all the numbers in my head, and that's the number. And then New England, of course, shocking. Baltimore, and I don't think anyone really expected this, but huge shout-out to J.C. Jackson. Filling in for the injured Stefan Gilmore has gotten an interception in five straight games. Nice. If you're filling in for the reigning defensive player of the year, Acting like the current defensive player yeah. of the year is a hell of a way to do it. <laughs> like that, I can't believe that he's J.C. Jackson has been looking amazing. And even when Gilmore comes back, that's just scarier. Any team that plays those two guys yeah. are they're yeah, that screwed. Would be fun because <laughs> any really like I mean Marquise Brown got shut down. Yeah, because they all they're like, oh, let's all cover their only guy, and they did it, <laughs> and then they they did. Willie Sneed out like shine. Yeah. It doesn't take much. Well, not to like take credit away from the Patriots' defense in that game, but it was raining so bad. Like oh, I gotta man. imagine it had to be hard to throw or yeah, it catch was. a ball. Yeah, Cam Newton had two mobile quarterbacks. Got his first touchdown since week three, passing touchdown since week three. Yeah, well, so did uh, Jacoby Myers. <laughs> <laughs> Jacoby Myers might. He's gonna try to pass Cam Newton who do you in throw passing it? touchdowns. Who, who do you throw it to again? Burkett. Oh yeah, that's right. The Patriots' offense is so weird. That was a great throw. That was like a it was a good throw, throw over somebody's shoulder. It was a good catch too. Like, yeah, it was. I, I think it's just it was awesome. Like no, I don't know if no, Edelman. Like it would have been Edelman if he was playing, right? But they're like, the let's still try it anyways. <laughs> they're gonna have Jacoby throwing to Edelman. He was gonna have all these combinations. I don't get that offense. I don't even think they get themselves. It just works sometimes, and then other times it does not work. Bill Belichick's just he's like, well, I don't know what to do now. That Nothing to lose. Try a bunch of stuff. Nothing to lose. <laughs> Let's go on to our news updates. Not too many injuries this week, and none that affect my fantasy teams. <laughs> Hurrah! Yeah, I don't think so either. Nick Boyle, he's out now. Uh, Mark Andrews should pick up a little just from 
that. Right. But still don't expect much. Boyle was getting, he was getting a couple looks and really being just as unimpressive as Andrews, minus the touch, <laughs> minus the touchdowns that made Andrews worthy. Right. But that doesn't affect too much. I, I think Andrews will get a little bit of an uptick. He'll get an extra couple 20 yards a game. When did like that, that. Uh, when did that injury happen in the game? Do you remember? When, the, when it was raining. Oh, when it was raining. Gotcha. Yeah. So sometime between the first and fourth quarter. Yeah, sometime <laughs> like around then. Around that time. I just asked if he saw more targets than he's seen in the last few weeks, Mark Andrews, and finished with 61 yards, which is better than the last I think I think it was like, it was the f- end of the first half, I think. Okay. If I remember correctly. But uh, also, Drew Brees going to miss some time with a rib injury. Yeah. James Winston getting the start. And honestly, worth considering if you are desperate because... They play the Falcons. Yeah, just a straight-up spoiler. He's my high guy of the week this week. Of, of all teams for Winston to get his first start of the season against, it's the Falcons, and that yeah. is perfect And even if you throw him. out the matchup, which is amazing, throw out the matchup and just remember how good Jameis Winston is for if fantasy. You, for if you can start Jameis Winston and the Saints, D, you're going to get so many points. <laughs> yes. You are going to get so many points from those two combinations. <laughs> like, I, I can't wait to like watch that. It's going to be... That'll uh, be a fun one. It's going to be interesting. And uh, this... Uh, which is while we're here, like I, I checked both of our leagues in Sleeper and the NFL app, so no dice here. But Taysom Hill is sometimes tight end eligible in in fantasy leagues. I don't know if I didn't check ESPN. I don't know about Yahoo, but if you can like pick up Taysom Hill and put him in your tight end spot with how bad tight ends have been, he's probably gonna like run the ball seven times. Yeah, or he, he'll get. He'll, he'll, he already saw it enough passes. when Breeze was there. He's gonna get a right. lot of play. So he could be like. You know, he, he might score less if Mark Andrews actually gets two touchdowns, you know, or whatever. But Taysom Hill, I feel like, is you probably get like solid 10 points. Yeah. It'll be, it'll, I think it'll be an interesting game. Teddy Bridgewater, as well, day to day with an MCL sprain, has not been ruled out next week, but PJ Walker would start in his place. And it makes wow. me hesitant, hesitant to start any of their wide receivers yeah. if PJ Walker is. I mean, I, I want to see PJ Walker because I he's fun to watch because I watched him a little bit in the XFL. Okay, I was going to say, it sounded familiar and that name for some He appeared a couple times this season that didn't do much, but I I kind of wanted to see P.J. Walker. Like, I love Bridgewater, but I, their season's kind of, they've kind of screwed. They're better than, they're, they're a team that's better than their record, but they have a tough division. They have I, a tough division. I guess that's probably the injury that affects me the most, having D.J. Moore in one of my, in our dynasty league. Yeah, and then there's others. Uh, Drew Locke, we don't know for sure about Jamichael Hasty. I think uh, it was a collarbone, right? Yeah. Or Bronco, no, Drew Locke is rib injury. Oh, sorry. Uh, Hasty is who I was yeah. referring Lock to. Lock it, and then it looks like Andy Dalton is on track to play Sunday, so that doesn't matter. <laughs> but it doesn't. It maybe helps with your receivers a little bit, not much. It raise the, I don't know if it raises the ceiling much, but it probably raises the floor a little yeah, bit. Yeah, from like two to three. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not excited about it, but it, it's it's probably a slightly good thing. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Yeah, but overall, not too many injuries this uh, past week, thankfully. Dolphins cut Jordan Howard. I their, saw that. Yeah, their leading uh, rushing touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's still with three. Or is is Fitzpatrick tied still? Oh yeah, no, Fitzpatrick had two. Ah, oh, rats. I think because yeah, of Sir right. Gaskin. Yeah, but let's talk a little bit about some of the Madden player updates. EA Sports, it's in the game. Dalvin Cook, after week 8 and 9, finally got a one bump overall to a 96. 
I feel it takes it takes a lot to get yourself all the way up to the ninety nine. Right, CMC's, you can't move that fast up there. CMC's the highest rated. He's then he well, um, Cook's the second highest rated at ninety six, but CMC's a ninety nine. But Cook up to a ninety six, obviously well deserved after what he's been doing recently. Yeah, I think it's and a real good spot. See what he does tonight. We haven't seen the Bears game yet, but we assume he did well. He's gonna have to if they want to win. They yeah. have a better. They're they're great all around, but a better passing defense and Kirk Cousins. Devontae Adams went up one to a 97 overall. Also well-deserved. I think he can almost get up to 99. I think 99 is yeah. Hopkins is a 99. That makes sense. I think he's the only 99 wide receiver. I wouldn't imagine Michael Thomas is. Who's the other one that comes to mind? And yeah, I mean, Adams is in a similar boat to, to Cook where he kind of just has the ability to just kind of take over a game. Mm-hmm. Rodgers also got a bump up uh, one to 95. Cool. So Roger, I think I think ninety five is about right. I don't. I agree. I don't remember what his rating was when the game was released, but I remember thinking it was a little low. I want to say it was like an eighty nine. I don't yeah, think he was in. The, I don't even think he was in the nineties. Yeah, because like if it was like a ninety two or so coming off of last year, like I, I wouldn't have like irked me too much. Like I'm trying to not be biased, but I, I think it was something that was sub ninety that kind of just made me like uh, eh, I don't know about yeah. that. Well, but he's proved it wrong. That was probably what fueled him this season. Brady got knocked down to a ninety four after the Saints outing, but I feel like after this week they just bump him right back yeah. up. Like, yeah, like, like what was the point of that? Like a little premature. Yeah, and then he just had an amazing week. Okay, we'll go. We'll just un- hit the undo button and put him back to where he was. He was like a rookie where like you have a really small sample size, but he's like played pretty well for the pretty much majority yeah. of the year and stuff. Kyler Murray. Moved up one to an eighty overall. That's what I hate about. It. Like I, I get it, but I don't because they don't. I feel like with players that are too young, they don't want to overreact. But you, you just all you have to do is watch one game, right? Like you, clearly, you can always go down. But I mean, come on, like there, there's no way he's he 80. should be at least an eighty-five. Like yeah, I get I it's still his second man. year, but he's like proving himself. I think that would be a good spot, mid to high eighties. Kirk Cousins and Philip Rivers are rated better than him. That's where <laughs> there's a problem, EA. And then James Robinson moved up three overall after week nine. He's still only a seventy nine overall. I was gonna guess. I, I bet I was thinking in my head, I bet you you're not gonna you're gonna say seventy something. Gore Frank Gore, Jamal Williams, and Adrian Peterson are rated better than him. I but I, I, I feel like know, James but... Robinson, he's got he's He's putting together good weeks where he should, yeah. be, he should be at least like an 80, low 80. I, I would agree with that for sure. Because, yeah. He's, it's not like it's three weeks into the season. Like Yeah. But, yeah, not too many updates really on there. We're still waiting to get the goddamn PS5 so we can play oh my God. the PS5 version of Madden, which is hoping it's better than the PS4 <laughs> version of Madden. But if you're one of those people out there who has bots to order all these PlayStation 5s and then sell them in upcharge... Fuck you. I would say (laughs) if you're somebody who bought multiple PS5s to sell them at a higher price, also go fuck yourself. And if you're offended, I don't care. Fuck you. Yeah. You're stupid. You're a shitty person for doing that. It's a fucking pandemic. Let some let people buy a PlayStation and sit at home and play it. Well, like this is us. Like two adults <laughs> complain. Like what? Think about like a like a dad who's I'm ne- trying to buy his kid something for Christmas in this some piece of shit. You know, has nothing have, better to do. My my level like my measuring system for being an adult is I can finally pre-order and afford a gaming system. I've never been able to do that before, and now <laughs> I can, and I can't even get it. So that means you're not an adult. Well, I could. I tried to. <laughs> I'm more than willing to throw my money at PlayStation. But, I mean, I mean, I think I saw our bet. Next best bet is Black Friday. 
uh, if I don't so get it for away. Black Friday, I'm going to be really yeah. pissed. Like, I'm going to be really mad that I haven't gotten one. I just, because I haven't been buying anything for my place. I got, I got one controller that's broken, another controller that's barely hanging on. I haven't bought the new 2K because I'm waiting for, because it doesn't come with the upgrade like the Madden does. I'm not buying any new games because I'm waiting for the PS5. And so, just, just, just let me get one. I want to play Spider-Man. I do. So I will. I'm already planning on buying like a couple games for yeah. it. I'm buying an extra controller. I'll probably buy that 3D headset. Just I'm not going to buy it until I can get an actual PlayStation. Yeah, they need a. F- I can't believe they don't have enough. It's crazy. Well, so stop money. making PS4s for a month or two. Like you're coming out with a new system. No one's like, oh, I can't wait to cop that PS4. Oh, you mean PS5? No, <laughs> no, look nah. I, I'm still using a PS2. <laughs> PlayStation, if you're listening, send us one. We'll shout you out. <laughs> <laughs> and EA Sports, if you're listening, I don't know, fix your game. Yeah, fix your fucking game. But we'll sponsor. I think it's getting a little better. Stuff. I think it's getting a little better. It's still the switching defenders is still fucking with me and pissing me off. Yeah, and I hate those moments where like on offense and defense, and the ball's in the air, and you like you're there, and you hit triangle, and your guy just doesn't even like leave the ground. Like, come on, what what's happening? Yeah, like they've done such cool stuff for sure. Like with like we were talking about it earlier, like if you like dive towards the end zone, you know, mm-hmm. like they'll like reach out for the pylon and stuff. Like, how can you do that? But you can't make my guy like jump up, <laughs> just in a jump ball to one on one where I'm in front of the guy. <sighs> Why are they so hard to get off? Ah, <laughs> oh, big wave, K- Kona Brewing. If you're listening. <laughs> Send us uh, one of your bottle openers that works better for yours. Mine doesn't work that well for these ones. Good beer. We'll shout you out. I thought you were, <laughs> gonna, I thought you were just going to talk a bunch of shit again. I'm nah. trying to think of what else can we talk shit about. <laughs> Let's go over our highs and lows for week 11. All right. Dun, dun, dun. Sorry, I'm just like I'm trying to look up PS5s real quick. They're not going to be on there. Quit looking. I saw one for seventeen. I saw one for seventeen hundred dollars on Amazon there, day. You want to get it? You want to go in on it, or you want to just wait and buy freaking four of them? I don't know if uh, my wife told me the story. I don't know if you know the streamer Courage JD, JD but he uh, yeah yeah he wanted to he, he I, I forget the details. It was like something like where he pre-ordered a PS5, but it was in a different state or something, and the charge got applied later, and he didn't recognize it. His bank called him, so he was like, "No, that wasn't me. I don't know." And oh, it's no. PS5, so he didn't get it. But he has so much pull. Like, we have, like, how many yeah. listeners? We're not going to get one. But he, he just, like, tweeted out or something. And he's like, hey, if you you can do whatever. Like, if you can help me with the PS5, like, you can be in some videos or come check out the, the pad or something like that. Anyone gets us a PS5, you can just take over the podcast. <laughs> you, you we can, will give it to you. You can, you can own 51%. 52. 98. 90. We each have one. 100%. Wait, no, no, no. Wait, hold on. We need two PlayStations. Oh, yeah. Each PlayStation was worth 50% of the podcast. Perfect. Hey, if we make out, we sell this thing for $1,000, worth it. I'd say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Quarterbacks, my high is going to be Big Ben Roethlisberger from El Pittsburgh Day Steelers. Very nice. I feel like he's a solid play any week. I mean, I don't know what the matchup is. Lately, he has. He's they're, Well, they're playing the Jaguars. That's true. Oh, also very nice. <laughs> um, he's been on a quiet tear. I feel like nobody's talking about him that much. But the past three games, nine touchdowns, no picks, 821 yards. All right. And three wins, by the way. <laughs> Wait, he didn't lose it? No. <laughs> Jags have actually shown that they can stay in the game. Still lose, but they can at least put up a fight. So I feel like they might need to pass more than like just, oh, it's five minutes into the game, we're up 20. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
And honestly, after what he's been doing, Big Ben has all but locked up that comeback player of the year award for me. That's probably true. Um, he's been looking really good, especially these pay. He had that one game where he threw like three picks, but since then he's been near perfect. And I'm really liking him in this matchup, really against the Jaguars. Anyone against the Jaguars, I'll take. Right, I like it. And I'm low on my boy Timmy B. I'm also low on Tom Brady this week. I know. It's sad, but... <laughs> it's sad. Uh, I just traded for him in Dynasty. He's the quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, yeah. He's playing the Rams. And don't get me wrong, obviously, I fucking love Tom Brady. And this game is more than winnable for the Buccaneers. I agree. But he's going to have a very blah day. I said it before. I said before he's my low guy just because he's going to have a meh day because he's Tom Brady. He does exactly what he needs to do. He'll win. probably get like 200 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, but that's about it. Up. And I yeah. think the last time I, I said this, I was dead on. They, they won by more than enough and he did very meh. Right. It's against a really tougher pass defense. He's only putting up about 15 fantasy points when he's playing those kinds of defenses and the Rams have a great pass D. Expect a W from the Bucks, but don't expect Brady to win you your matchup. He'll get you 15 to 20 points, and I'd say below 20. Right, yeah, I, I wrote kind of the same thing. The, the Rams on the year, they're the second best defense against fantasy quarterbacks. And I, I literally wrote as well that Brady can win this game by just by managing it. He doesn't need to blow up. So mm-hmm. I agree with you. My high uh, guy quarterback, I already <laughs> mentioned it's James Winston versus the Atlanta Falcons. Drew Brees is out. Jameis Winston is just, just, I was saying earlier, like the, the matchup is fantastic. The Falcons are the worst or the second worst against fantasy quarterbacks. They're, they're up there with the Seahawks and just being so, so awfully bad. They're so high up there because they're both birds, I guess. But Jameis Winston, he's a, do I have a bird? Do I have a bird noise? I got wind. (laughs) 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 Anyways, but matchup. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. It's crowd today. You love the pick. It's crowd today. <laughs> matchup aside, Jameis Winston just is a stud for for fantasy football in general. He just he likes to go deep. He's not afraid. He puts up a fair amount of picks, which helps him more than it hurts him because he just ends up being crazy good. Didn't he throw for five thousand yards last year before being cut from the team, or or being not resigned or whatever? You know, like like he had five thousand over five thousand yards last year. So he he likes to chuck the ball up, and if he throws a pick, he's just going to be back on the field soon enough to to try to keep throwing the ball. So I'm high on Jameis Winston this week. I don't know why. I'm just looking. <laughs> Allen Robinson is trending on Twitter just because they think he's going to have a great game. He was like on the fence of playing, I think. Oh uh, yeah, or potentially on the play. Well, uh, his career. I'm just he, he's got to be pissed off about that. Look at all the quarterbacks he's had. Yeah. <laughs> It's just when Blake Bortles is like a one of possibly the best quarterback he's played with, and that's Nick that's Foles won sad. a Super Bowl ring, but it might be <laughs> Nick Foles. All right, running backs. I'm high on Damian Harris, dude. Are you high on Damian yeah. Harris? Yeah. <laughs> Boom! Double bubble. Start him. Put him in your lineup. <laughs> might need to. The the Patriots have they finally seem to actually have a running back getting the majority of the carries. He had 121 yards against the Ravens. They're playing the Texans, who give up the most rush yards in the league. The Patriots beat the Ravens, so they should stick to what they did there to get the win. 121 yards against the Ravens' defense. Yeah, it was raining. He did get that, and that <laughs> he got the ball. I think he had like 23 carries. That that did probably play a role. He did have a lot of carries. They would have passed a little less, but also Cam Newton hasn't been passing well, so why would you pass? More? And and Harris doesn't catch much, um, but that's what the other running backs are for. You see, you see the other Patriots 
running backs catching Burkhead, everything. James White. So he's more valuable in uh, non-PPR, but still, Damian Harris, uh, it's been a while since like the Patriots have just had like a quarter or a running back that they stick to for running and they don't give the other guys much. I think Burkhead got the second most carries. I don't even think James White had a carry. That would make sense. And I, I was curious because Sony Michelle had been placed on IR a while ago. And it's been well over three weeks. He's he's missed five games, including a bye week in there as well. So I don't know if he – I don't know how that might change things. Like if he – oh, this doesn't have the, the week 10 stuff in. So that was wrong. So he's missed six games. Unless he played last night and I assume I missed it. But no, he didn't. I was going to say. Uh, yeah, so that might make me like – I wouldn't be hesitant, but I it feels like one of those things where I don't know if Sony Michelle is going to come back to the same role. He's had some rough – yeah, games most. I guess if Damian means, Harris is working right now, stick with it. Too often the Patriots have just had a running back committee, and I'd I'd like to yeah. see them when everything else is uncertain about that team. Running backs. That's such opposite of what it normally is. Normally mm-hmm. everything else is so set, and the running backs like I don't know who's gonna have a week this week. Right. Who wants it? And now it's the opposite. It's like okay. Do we have a ri- enough wide receivers to play? <laughs> <laughs> it's super counterintuitive because, like, the Patriots, so, like, for the last few years have just been, like you said, like, just it's it's a backfield to just avoid in general. Yeah. You, you're, I, I always you're guessing. Them. Yeah. You're, you're hoping you're going to get it lucky. And th- th- usually that's that's not the right like, – when you have a team that just wins a lot of games, that's good for the running back in general. So the Patriots the last few years obviously fall in that boat. Sonny Michelle, the last game he played in week three, he had nine carries for 117 yards. Hmm. <laughs> I'm low on Todd Gurley from the Falcons. They play in the Saints, who have allowed the least amount of rush yards in the league. And if anyone's going to proffer prosper off of a bye week for the Falcons, it is going to be the receivers who have needed to get healthy and they've needed a bye week to really get their shit together. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like they're going to benefit more um, in the pass game from this bye week than they will in the run game. Again, uh, Gurley's still not posting much yardage, and he's very touchdown dependent, which has been working yeah. because it he's getting been. touchdowns. But he's very touchdown dependent. He's not getting more than like 60, 70 yards for the most part. Nine touchdowns on the year, so it's, it's yeah. a touchdown per game he's averaging. But his last four games, yards per carry, 2.4, 2.7, 2.6, 2.8. Mm. So, I I mean, Gurley, you're going to probably have started. He's probably first, second round pick. But maybe you somehow got Mike Davis still. Mike, And it looks like CMC's not playing another week. Mike Davis still a solid start. There's a lot of situations that have happened that you might be somehow better off than Gurley. I think the only way he would be valuable this week is if he gets a, a bit of work in the passing game, which has not really been happening. He just, I don't, I, they need to stop trying to make that a thing. Like, Gurley does not, you look at him, he's not look like a pass catching back. Yeah. They've got Brian Hill who can do it. Mm-hmm. Stick, like, to have your passing back and half your Todd Gurley. I think, I think he's on a one-year contract, which was a smart move by the Falcons, if anything. Cause yeah. Like, you know, if you can get him on a one-year contract. Because when they don't have Matt Ryan next year, then they can just restructure their whole team. Right. <laughs> and this way, like, at least you got to see, because I feel like it was one of those things where, like, I, I know he has, like, a knee problem. I don't know if it's a degenerative thing or something, but I, I know he's got, like, some kind of knee problem. And so, like, to it's good they didn't lock him up to a big contract and, and then see what they got. But, I mean, he's been, he has been scoring, so that's been nice. Yeah. All right. Uh, my high running back, we already talked about Damian Harris against the Texans. My low running back this week is James Robinson against the Pittsburgh Steelers. He did okay in what should have been a better matchup for him against the Packers this past week, especially since that game was never really out of hand. But uh, this week he plays the Steelers. They're only allowing 14.7 points per game to the fantasy running back on the year as a whole. So just with, I don't know if 
Minshew is expected to play or not. That would probably help James Robinson, if anything. Maybe. I mean, maybe not. Because uh, he's, he's been kind of... Oh, anyways, so so yeah, I don't I don't really expect too much. If you got to start him, you, you'll you know I feel like you'll get like fifty to sixty yards. You always have a chance at a touchdown, I suppose. But I, I think you're gonna be underwhelmed this week. I was gonna put him as my I was considering him as my low guy, but then I looked at his stats against the Packers and I thought I'm not gonna count him out of anything at this point. I like and that that was kind of like my I guess my reasoning was like I I expected more almost. Like that's not like he had a bad game, but I I thought he was gonna. I guess maybe if he gets in the end zone, he got 109 yards, so maybe that. Maybe that's okay. But it is a good matchup for sure, too. He's been getting a lot of carries in the last few weeks. 22, 23, 25, 23. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do your receivers look like? They're good. <laughs> Tall. Nice. Muscular. Dude, I bet you we got the same high receiver. Who? Do you want to say it on three? I don't think we do. Okay, go ahead then. Christian Kirk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. All right. Christian Kirk uh, playing the Seahawks this week. He had 30. Last time they played, he only had 37 yards. But he had two touchdowns off of it. Um, but he was targeted eight times. And if Jamal Adams is on Hopkins, there's no one who would be able to stop Kirk. Yeah. And that's the that's the reasoning. Like, Jamal Adams, he's still not looking amazing. But he's still good enough to at least make – Kyler have to give a second look to other guys. Right. You never want to throw at Jamal Adams' way, but Christian Kirk's just there to pick up the yards when even it didn't. It's not like three guys can even stop Dante Hopkins. <laughs> but but I, I just really like Christian Kirk lately. I think the addition of Hopkins helped him out so much, and the just Kyler getting better and better helps as well. Obviously. 100%. Yeah, and like like for me, I, I think this game is just going to blow up. I think it's going to be super high scoring. You have two really great offenses. Neither the passing, especially the Seahawks, but even the the Cardinals, neither the passing defenses are really that great. You're obviously starting the other three receivers, Lockett, Metcalf, and Peterson Hopkins. got a pick yesterday. That's right. Yeah, so he like maybe he's starting to get back in the zone. That would, that would that would be really good for them and for my playoff predictions. But like the other three, or the other three receivers, the one and twos on both teams. I guess Seth and Kirk are obvious starts. It's not like Christian Kirk is the same level as Lockett, Metcalf, or Hopkins. But you, you have to start him. He's been, he's been crazy good the last few weeks anyways. This, this past week against Buffalo was a little underwhelming. But before that, he's got at least he's, – he's got two touchdowns in two games, 123 yards and a touchdown in the other one. It, it's just – like De, DeAndre Hopkins is either going to get like 250 yards and three touchdowns or Christian Kirk's going to get like 100 yards and a touchdown. You know what I mean? That, that's what's going to happen. So yeah. he's going to be great. I'm going to be low on Will Fuller from the Texans. Um, they're playing the Patriots. And I said before, the Texans have some options for wide receiver, but Fuller is their main guy, and the Patriots are going to treat it that way. Before, uh, Marquise Brown had 14 yards against them because they can shut down teams that only have one option, really. And their defense is good enough to do that, and their offense just needs to be okay, which they were. And if anything, I, I, I honestly expect Cobb to have a decent game, getting a lot of short passes. If anything, he's going to have a lot of catches, maybe minimal yardage, but I could see him getting over 100 on, like, eight slant routes. I, I could see that. The Patriots kind of, maybe they lock up the, the other two guys, Fuller and Cook, on, on a mm-hmm. number of plays, and he being uh, Watson just has to hit the underneath guy in Cobb. <laughs> I just noticed now, I don't know what was, I had a busy day at work today, but I just stopped after wide receiver. <laughs> I'm going to, while you talk about your low wide receiver, I'm going to look up tight ends. I'll start with my tight ends. No, right, I already got my, I already got my low tight end. 
Okay, well, um, I'll jump into my little low receiver. <laughs> Tyler Boyd versus the Washington football team. Boyd's been okay as of late. He's got two touchdowns in his last three games. Those were against the Browns and the Titans, which are not bad matchups, but not like super hard matchups either. Against the Steelers, he was only held to 41 yards, and now he meets up with the number three defense on the year against fantasy wide receivers, which is the football team. So I, I don't expect too much from him. If you're in a PPR league or a half-point PPR league, he usually gets fed decently, but Higgins has still been on the rise as well. He did really well last uh, this past week against the Steelers of all teams too. So I'm low on Tyler Boyd against the Washington football team. I am going to be high on my boy Robert Gronkowski. Oh, okay. They're playing the Rams, who they have, they're going to have a lot in their hands. Can they handle a lot of it defensively? Yeah, with Ramsey. But now you're going you're gonna to have Godwin's, Evans, Brown, Gronk. And Gronk has really been stepping it up. He, had, he only had two catches this past week, but they were two awesome catches. The one, they were. The one he was very, like, classic Gronk, where he's just breaking tackles. The other was, like, he was wide open for a touchdown. Right. Um, but I feel like I've been saying the past couple weeks, um, out of the past five weeks, there's only one week he didn't have a touchdown. And he's getting more targets. And I feel like the Rams are going to have their hands full with all the other guys running around that Gronk is going to – I'm not – it's not like they're going to completely forget about him. But he's going to get a fair amount with how the, obviously they're like cornerbacks and safeties are going to be better than those linebackers who are sitting middle of the field where right. you can just hit Gronk really quick. It's almost like the Cobb argument from a little bit ago. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I like Gronk. I'm really glad he finally got into stride of things. Still not – Posting up huge yardage, but it doesn't matter. He's he's doesn't take much to be doesn't take much to be a top ten tight end this year. No, it's either touchdown. <laughs> yeah, and I am going to be. I, I said it. I'm just going to stick by my word. I'm going to be low on Mark Andrews until he proves me wrong. Because again, he got under ten points, nine point six for New England. But ever since I picked him as my low guy, <laughs> he's gotten three point one, three point seven, three point seven, nine point six. They're playing Tennessee. Who, it's a favorable matchup for him. Right. But, I don't know, I'm still I'm still waiting for him to earn to get out of that spot. If, <laughs> if it keeps, I keep being right about it. So, earn your way out of it, Mark Andrews. Like, I don't dislike him by any means. Right. But, why continue a streak? Or why stop <laughs> the streak I'm on? If you're on fire. Yeah, I, I, I wish I could find, I'm having trouble finding, like, who where the tight ends have finished on the week? Oh, here we go. Okay. Oh wow, Rob Gronkowski, I think is the top tight end from from week ten here. With oh, two is, catches, is I think I'm doing this right? Yeah, two targets for three targets. Three targets, two catches for fifty one. And a tutty. That doesn't add up, but oh, and a tutty. Yeah, that adds up. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, we're maybe it'll be Irv Smith or something, <laughs> but but yeah. I was just curious. I was 12.1 to... is uh, minus the game tonight, but right. 12.1 is the top 10 end this week. That's what I was looking for. This is what I was looking There's for. There's only three tight ends that have scored more, that scored more than 10 points this week. Who's after that? Henry and Cameron Bray. Who's after that? Mark Andrews. But... <laughs> Number four tight end, bro. But what, who's under that? Farrell Brown. <laughs> hey, oh, of course. Then Jordan Reed. And then Logan Thomas. <laughs> then what? Richard Rodgers after John Smith. Oh, man. That's crazy. Tight, end, tight ends. It's And then Durham Smith. Smythe? <laughs> Who are some of these guys? This is nuts. Tight ends are a crapshoot this year, man. So my tight end is, my high tight end is Mark Andrews <laughs> against the Titans. This is mostly just 
to combat you because I need to break this stupid streak. I need it to help out my fan, my dynasty team. But I mean, you did say like you pointed out the Titans are not uh, the greatest matchup. Or they're, they're not. The I only picked it because ends. I've uh, it's continuing my streak. Yeah, that's for the, sure. That's the main reason I picked it. I don't hate the matchup at all, but I just want to see how long I can keep this going. The odds of Mark Andrews having like you know less than fifty yards is unfortunately you know it's it's a pretty good chance, but. He's my high tight end, partially because I need to come at you and break the streak. But the matchup is okay, for sure. Uh, Nick Boyle is is injured, like you said, so that helps a little bit as well. And just, again, like if, if you want to be a, a top tight end on the week, you almost certainly need a touchdown. And Mark Andrews has not been delivering as of lately, but he's got a better t- chance at a touchdown, I think, than a, a decent amount of tight ends, for sure. If you have him, you drafted him early enough that you have to stick with him. You just stick in the flames. You're, you're going to have some bad games. We're in a we're in a you know low streak right now, but he's gonna come back out. He's gonna have another bad game or two as well. But stick with it. My low tight end this week is Irv Smith against the Cowboys. Uh, we're recording on Monday night, so we don't know how Irv Smith did against the Bears. I'm not expecting much, but you never know. I hope Justin Jefferson had all their touchdowns. I hope so too, for your sake. Fifty <laughs> touchdowns. Irv Smith, uh, his two touchdowns the previous week were the only two balls that he caught. The Cowboys have actually been relatively solid against the T, uh, the fancy TEs. I think they're around the middle of the road. And Irv Smith, uh, I think, I think it's, I think he's going to get worked in the offense a little more, but I think he just needs a little more time. Also, just as a side note, the Cowboys are pretty vulnerable to fantasy running backs. So I, I think you're going to see a lot more of, of Dalvin Cook, which, which makes sense anyways, but it's a really good matchup for the Vikings to employ a lot of Dalvin Cook. So that, that's what I expect in this game defenses i am going to be high on i'm gonna i'm trying not to be too obvious with this but i'll take the Bengals against the football team Bengals actually the last ranked defense for fantasy so they're probably available (laughs) probably but they're playing the football team they got negative points against cleveland twice and pittsburgh once wow (laughs) But those are <laughs> divisional games, which means a lot. And they're playing the football team, who you're getting an Alex Smith again, who this lost to the Giants. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh. I think the Bengals, if you're looking for, because I'm actually looking for, I've got, in Dynasty, my matchups are either the Giants on bye, which wouldn't be terrible, because that's... Won't go negative. <laughs> <laughs> but, and then I've got the Seahawks against the Cardinals. So, I'm not uh, starting the Seahawks against the Cardinals. Yeah, that's rough. So I'm need, I'm gonna need to stream a defense this week, and if they're available, it's something I'm definitely looking at. And if I'm looking at the waiver wire, they are available. So I might I I don't know I might go for that. But anyone really playing the football team not looking great, and just pay attention to McLaurin, and you sh- they're done. I'm gonna play the Steelers against the Jags. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you think? <laughs> And then for low defenses, I am going to take the Chiefs against the Raiders. That's what I took. Good yeah? job. Okay, cool. Derek Carr, he barely did anything this past week, but they won. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. They they won. Josh Jacobs did what he needed to do to get that win. And Derek Carr, the rest of the season, has been very solid. Very, very solid. The first time they played Kansas City, he had three touchdowns and a pick. Yeah, Kansas City coming off a bye, but... Still, I don't believe in their defense that much. Yeah. They're they're still better than a lot of them out there. But I, I think the Raiders are a, a, a happy surprise this year. And I think it should just be a hell of a game. I think it's going to be a great game. The Raiders beat the, the Chiefs' only loss. Right, yeah. Yeah, and I'm in a really similar boat. I, I think 
I, I think the Seahawks Cardinals game is going to be the highest scoring game of the week. But uh, of the other like games that are, are going to you know have potential to blow up, I, I think it's really that one for sure is the Chiefs and Raiders. And if you're if you have a high scoring game, it's not going to be good for either defense. So I, I I don't think the Chief I think the Chiefs defense you can play in certain matchups, and I just don't think this is one of those matchups. I think Carr and Jacobs are going to be able to get things done. And and it is the Sunday night game, so pay attention to your game. If you if your league allows it, put them in there and take them out. If you're worried that is there's any chance of them going negative, take them out. Yeah, a lot of leagues let you do that, which would that'd be really nice if you can just you know I I, I don't think the odds are too high of, of the Chiefs defense going negative, but you you could always just pop them out. You just risk, you run the risk of like if you need a, like a points for for a tiebreaker, I suppose. But I don't think the Chiefs defense is going to get you much either. So. I'll be playing the Buccaneers defense against the Rams at the Monday night game in my league, and if it comes down to it, I'm pulling them for sure. For sure, for sure. I like the pick. So, obviously, because it was mine as well. My high defense uh, this week was the Dolphins against the Denver Broncos. The Dolphins put up eight points last week as a fantasy defense, which is okay against the Chargers. I think they have a much better matchup uh, this week against the Broncos, who haven't really been able to get the running game going at all. And the quarterback, Drew Locke, is... I don't, I don't know if he's going to play. If he does, he's got a turnover in every single week this week, aside from week one. And he fumbled twice in week one. They just didn't get lost. So, so I, I think the Dolphins, uh, if, if you don't have Drew Locke, I think it's a really good matchup. If you do have Drew Locke, I think it's a really good matchup. So I would play the Dolphins. All right. Why don't you go ahead and we cover the highs and lows. Give us your PR block of the week. So check this out. That's right. Our prop block of the week sponsored by Thrive Fantasy. I want to be 30. 30 and flirty and thriving. This one was admittedly a little bit of a tough one this week. Looking at the typical Sunday contest, there aren't a lot of, of props that I particularly love to take the higher value on. A couple that, that kind of caught my interest, Nick Chubb over a half of a rushing touchdown against the Eagles. I think that's a, a decent one for sure. I ended up going with the very last one on the list. So we have over or under of a half of a receiving touchdown for Darren Waller against the Kansas City Chiefs. Darren Waller has scored three touchdowns in his last five games, including most recently two weeks ago against the Chargers. Didn't find his way into the end zone against the game against Denver, but I think in a much more competitive game against the Chiefs, I think you're going to see a bit of a higher scoring game. The Chiefs have a pretty good passing defense, but the Raiders have been playing well in general, and they actually beat the Chiefs the first time out. So look on Sunday night for Darren Waller to get into the end zone again, making it four out of six the past six weeks. And go ahead and take the over on that for 110 points. Make sure that if you're signing up for Thrive Fantasy that you use code FANTASYBREWS, all one word. And you're going to get a free $20 added to your account when you make your first deposit of $20 to your account. Good luck out there. Thanks for checking that out. Thank you. Let's go ahead. We are around on Twitter a lot. Fantasy football Twitter is always a buzz with discussions and everyone asking for opinions and just kind of showing what's been going on in their leagues and just have everyone discuss it. So we're going to look over a few things. I actually have one that I found. One of the things that I really like is those where you've got a certain budget and you got to buy the players. Yeah, yeah. This one is very hard. Oh, boy. This I, I had a rough time because I, I was not happy with my running back when I did it. So dollar values... So you got $15 to build an offense. I'm going to go through the positions. I'm going to start at five. I'm going to go down. Five, four, three, two, one dollars. Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Matthew Stafford, Derek Carr, Carson Wentz. Running back, you got Dalvin Cook, Ezekiel Elliott, James Conner, 
Taylor. Oh, man. And Henderson <laughs> Jr. First bracket of wide receivers, Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen, Tyler Boyd, DJ Moore, and Ayuk. The next tier of wide receivers, you got Nuke, Stefan Diggs, A.J. Brown, Jamison Crowder, and Darius Slayton. And then tight ends, you got Kelsey, Kittle, Hawk, Gronk, and Gesicki. You got $15 to build your team with this. And that usually, unless you go low, that's... Yeah, that's uh, one person from each position. Okay, so I think... At quarterback, I'm not super psyched about anyone. I mean, obviously, Wilson and Watson are, are the kind of the top picks. Will, Watson's tempting. I think I'm going to take $2 at Derek Carr. That's at, a definite area to save money. I, I think so. Like, Derek Carr, been, he's been putting together a pretty good season. If, if the squad around him is is stellar, I think he'll be good enough to, to keep moving. Running back, Zeke's been having some troubles, but he's also, I guess... I really want to take Devontae Adams as my first receiver. So I guess maybe if I... Uh, none of these running backs are really great. Okay, I'll take uh, I'll take Zeke as my running back. Oh, man, I, I guess I'm taking the last tight end. <laughs> I, I guess I'm punting that position because I'm not taking Kelsey. So, all right, so my team is going to be Derek Carr for two, Zeke for four, Devontae Adams for five, AJ Brown for three, and Mike Kosicki for one at tight end. I'm actually I'm gonna go to Sean Watson at four dollars. I think that's the other one to take because I, I don't like yeah. five for Wilson. And then I'm taking Connor for three dollars, putting me at seven. I'm taking Adams for five, putting me at twelve, and I'm taking Jameson Crowder for two and Gasicki for one. I like Crowder. You've yeah. never seen him with a very good quarterback, and I think he and he shines with the Jets. Yeah. That's saying something. Give him a real quarterback, I think he's gonna be He's going to do even better. So I the one thing I didn't like is taking Connor for three bucks, but getting Devontae Adams, I feel like, is worth it. If you got, like, Watson throwing him. Look look what Watson did with – Hopkins was an option, but then I would have had to go with, like, DJ Moore instead. And, right. Eh, no. Yeah, I was on the fence with that. I, I, I was thinking of Devontae Adams. He – him and A.J. Brown feel like similar roles kind of, but I feel like they're not the same. I feel like A.J. Brown's like a bigger kind of guy a little bit yeah. compared to him. Another thing I found on Twitter, somebody posted, how much longer until we drop Jonathan Taylor in redraft if he keeps playing badly? Now, next week, two to three weeks, or never? Oh, man. In a redraft, when do you, is it time to drop Jonathan Taylor? It might be. I'm curious what the Colts' uh, rest of the season schedule looks like, if they maybe have some, like, super cake matchups at running back. They play the Texans twice. The Titans once. Oh, Rams, they got they got, yeah they they have a lot of favorable matchups. Yeah, they've they've had some decent matchups too though against the Jags, the Vikings, the Jets, the Bengals. Jags, Vikings, Jets. Week one, two, three. He's a rookie though. That's true. That's true. Lately, Jonathan Taylor has been seeing less of a snap percentage. Wow, this is crazy. Week six, he saw fifty nine percent of the snaps, the second highest of the year. Then they had the bye week. Since then, he's seen thirty three, thirty one, and twenty four. I, I honestly, th- I say, well, there's probably not many options. Depends who you're dropping him for. Yeah. If you're looking, really maybe give him one more week. And then if it's not this week against the Packers, it's not happening. He get, he's got four touchdowns on the year. So it seems like he gets, I feel like he's getting in the end zone just often enough to make you maybe hesitate or something. 
he's the the 18th running back on the year in standard 19th PPR so pretty pretty close there so he's, he's a low-end running back too I suppose in that regard with a really nice like the rest of his like years is our, a really nice matchup aside from championship week in week 16 against the Steelers but yeah that, that's tough I don't yeah I don't know I don't know if they're I guess the way I like to think about it is if I went to the waiver wire right now and I saw Jonathan Taylor on the waiver wire I would pick him up so I guess I wouldn't drop him yeah that's the opposite if you <laughs> if you did drop him like this is always the kind of argument that i love uh to hear is if you drop him and somebody, somebody else will pick him up and that person might play him and and also get fucked <laughs> let's look at a few more things on twitter see what is the haps this guy the pick aside in a trade deandre swift for uh mims and a 2022 first this is a dynasty I, league. I would take Swift. Swift uh, versus Mims in a 22. I, I would take Swift. I'd take Swift 100%. I think he's proven that he's going to be good. He's getting... And like, Mims is going to stay on the Jets. Yeah, and that that's really unfortunate. And uh, like, obviously I would, a first-round pick is great, but a first-round pick is, is still a question mark. In dynasty, I would still stash Mims 100%, but I'm not oh, going yeah, to yeah. give up much for him at this point. Right. I agree for sure. Maybe down the line, who knows, but yeah. Give um, him a chance and... I, presumably, Gase will be gone at the end of this year since he's not gone yet. But Wait. He's not gone yet. Ah, good check. Adam Gase still has a job, you guys. You know, But not a win. <laughs> that's true. Are your odds still in favor of the Jets going winless being higher odds than the Steelers going undefeated? Yeah. The rest of the year, they have the Chargers, Dolphins, Raiders, Seahawks, Rams... Browns, Patriots, yeah, they're, they're gonna go winless. I don't know if if they lose, if they would beat anyone, they'd beat the Chargers by a point. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll see. Well, that should be a a, a good game? Question mark. It, <laughs> no, Flacco's playing. Yeah, again. it is Flacco. Ah, you never want to watch that. Sounds like Donald should be back soon, though. Here's one last thing we will discuss, and this is looking ahead into the 2021 season because Ooh. you look at. These crazy free agency that agents that are coming up this season, it is going to be nuts with these signings. I cannot wait till free agency opens up because there's so many guys. I can't wait to see where they end up. So players who really need a change of scenery in 2021. AJ Green. Where do you see him going? Because I think we're both in agreement he's not going to stay on the Bengals. I I don't think if he's not working out now, it's not gonna work out. You gotta get if it's a rookie quarterback, you gotta get in right away with him and have a rapport. They don't have it. Where do you see him going? People I don't want him to go to the Packers, but people talked about it this past year and if Rodgers is on the clock with a, a you know, a number of maybe a couple of years left with that team, maybe finding a receiver to help him out that's around the same number of years left. You know, maybe, maybe that's what they think. I don't like it. Or New England. I could, they I could need, see They need England. somebody. And, and they're not a team that gets those guys who are just like, they're not like the DeAndre Hopkins. They need a physical guy right. who makes good catches, uh, not just a deep ball guy. I feel like it's a good fit for them. The Patriots obviously are going to have to do something at wide receiver this offseason because it's not does not look great at all. Jacoby Myers cannot be your number one guy. Like given the season he's having, he's having a great season, but still, they should, he should not be your number one guy. I don't know if T.Y. Hilton's still there. The Colts wouldn't make sense, but if if T.Y. Hilton was gone, I, I that wouldn't be like the craziest spot to me. Allen Robinson. 
That's the one I want to go to the Packers. He's that, what, 28 or something? That would be amazing. I think that'd be cool, but as long as they have Adams, I think they'll I think they'll go for a guy. The, yeah, they'll go for a guy who's good, who's a great number two, but I don't think they're gonna go for another number one. Because really they're wish... not gonna they're not gonna want to pay. Robinson's gonna be like, look what I've done with these fuckers. Give me money and a quarterback. <laughs> Give me Rogers. That'd but be nuts. I and I think big place uh, Houston. Right, sure. you're, right, you're wrong for getting rid of Hopkins. Cobb probably retiring. Foles or Fuller, sorry, is this is his fifth year option, right? I think he's unless yeah. they resign him, I think he's gone. He was going to the Packers. Yeah, Cobb might not be there next year. They're gonna need. They're gonna need someone. They love Cooks. I could see that. I could definitely see that for sure. One that I'm really watching, Philip Lindsay. Oh yeah, you're. you're where that. where do you think he ends up? I don't know. I, he's this definitely is, played well enough to earn a spot. Somewhere. I think Pittsburgh. Because I, I don't think Connor. Because the next one we can talk about is James Connor. I don't think he's going to stay in Pittsburgh. I don't think anyone's going to stay in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I think, Ju- I think Juju's out. Will be there. Juju is out too. So let's talk about the one. We just keep leading to more. So <laughs> Philip Lindsay, James Connor, and Juju. Where are they all ending up? I don't personally feel like Philip Lindsay would go somewhere to be the guy. I don't. I'm not aware of these like different contract situations, but he feels like somebody who could fit well on the 49ers with Shanahan if they if they're keeping all the guys they have this year. That maybe like makes less sense. Why not the? You know what? I never thought about this, but the Bears that could be a good if spot they're, for him. if they're if they're giving up on Montgomery or if they want to not 100 percent give up on him and do a split backfield right. with those two because Montgomery Cohen was their passing guy. Right. Just replace him with Finn, Lindsay, who's better at running as well. Hopefully this isn't like a lame answer, but I feel like being re-signed by the Broncos is like a fairly... I, I, a fair I could see it, like, but I feel as like... As far as likelihood. Not if Melvin stays. Because he's like that Denver-grown, you know, like sort of thing. Was Melvin yeah, a one I, or two year? I I don't know. I can look it up real quick. Because I feel like I, I, if Melvin's there still, I feel like Lindsay can't be there. Two-year deal. Okay, so I think Lindsay's Melvin. out. Or Gordon gets traded. Thirteen point five million guaranteed. I don't know if that means it's easier to get out the second year or not. James Connor. Let's go, James Connor. James Connor. I. Ooh, that that's a tough one actually. He's like a an injury risk more than anything. He's he's a pretty decent running back for sure. I feel like sending him to the Lions would make sense for the team, but be bad for Swift, obviously. A lot of these teams have established running backs at this point. Yeah. And free agent running backs in particular, I think is going to be tricky because the running back class, this this running back draft class coming up, is also supposed to be pretty good, from what I understand. I, I mean, Bears could fit for him too. That would be a good spot for him for sure. I think I think Bears, if they've learned anything from their history, they'll go for a free agent over drafting. Right for any position. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I mean, uh, what about what about Juju? Juju's a good, an interesting one. He's he's more of a slack guy usually. He's definitely good enough to be kind of the main target of the team. Wow, it would be fun to see him on the Ravens. Oh, that would and yes it wouldn't be of not like that. It's not crazy. That could that could be because the Ravens are definitely going to need to do something. The Steelers maybe the Steelers would just like wouldn't trade to a division rival. You know, like but you see that you just, see that fair, done, you see that fairly often. I think yeah, that, that'd be a cool fit. Or even, even a uh, the football done, right? the football team. Mm. But it, I think it's I think it's kind of dependent on who. They've got at quarterback. If if it's partially Juju's decision, he's going to go somewhere where they already have yeah. a quarterback worthy of going to. That would be an interesting dynamic. It would make me sad for Terry McLaurin, but I feel like Terry McLaurin is more of 
you know, grabbing some of those deep bombs a lot of the time. And I feel like they can both do both, but, but Juju's just so good in the slot. I think, I think that would be a good fit as much as it would make me kind of sad. I don't know. There's a lot of, there's a lot of good ones. And we'll talk about the last one because Sam Darnold. Oh man, that's so tough. He's got to go somewhere. He cannot be on the Jets anymore. He'll be signed. Is he going to be a starter somewhere? I I think he's got to be at least given a shot. I I agree with that. It's just, do you want to be the team to do it? The Patriots, the maybe. Niners, <laughs> the Niners. I I could see that. That would be because I think they're done with Garoppolo. Probably Nick Mullins is not the answer. Give Darnold a shot. I could see that. Give him a, give him a try. The Patriots could be interesting. I, Cam Newton's on a one year deal. He hasn't looked great. As long as you got that Cardinals offense in there, you're not winning the division, anyways. There you go for the uh, for the Niners. So and and the Seahawks for the most part, yeah. and maybe the the Rams. Or the football or the uh, Giants? I maybe they. I wonder if they'll move on from Daniel Jones so soon. He was was I think he was the football the sixth team. The, no way the football team has Alex Smith as their starter quarterback. No, yeah. I sorry. I thought you said there's a lot of team. options for. Well, I know. I I meant I, either or. I think there's yeah. a lot of options. Bears. No, like, well, that's like, not the place to go if you need to <laughs> have good coaching for a quarterback. It's not I, the Bears. I feel like I could see the Patriots, like Bill Belichick, being like, "Let me, let me take the division rival quarterback and show you how to make him actually good." But I also don't think Bill Belichick would want to take on a young, you know, like how how much longer is he going to be coaching? Does he want to take on a, a really young quarterback? And, that's true. And go away, or would he want more of a you know, like a Ryan Tannehill? But if he's know. a backup somewhere, then obviously the options open. Up. I'm really excited to see the off season. Honestly, there's a lot of moves. It's that always exciting. It's I feel like like I remember like one of my old jobs. I was just like every day I was there. Like I would randomly be like looking at my phone and like some other new crazy news had dropped, and it was so exciting. All right, let's move on to some Bruce clues. My house, so I give clues first. All right, let's start it off. They had their first touchdown yesterday since week nine of 2019. Whoa. First touchdown yesterday since week nine of 2019. They played in 16 games between touchdowns. Last year was the first year of his career he played in all 16 games, but he has already surpassed his best total yardage of his career this year. Hasn't scored in a while, but has been playing. I definitely don't think it's it's not a quarterback. If that's the case, that okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, you sure it could be Trent Dilfer? <laughs> I'm, try, I guess, I'm trying to think if I can like remember people who've scored like just watching football yesterday. A lot of touchdowns. Sneed scored for the Ravens, but he's definitely scored. Nick Chubb's been missing games. I don't think it'd be anyone from the Steelers. I don't really have a good guess. I, I probably will just kind of throw something in the dark. I'll say Keenan Cole. No, but that's that was actually pretty good because he Last did. Second. He had the yeah. Look up if that fits him because uh, he had the he had the return. That was a very nice return. He scored three times already this year. Where he juked the pants off of the <laughs> the punter for oh, the pass. Embarrassing. <laughs> that was I shouldn't hilarious. have guessed this. Just so funny. So funny. <laughs> Next clue. This running back is second in the league among running backs in receiving yards, but 69th, nice, <laughs> in rush yards. Second on their team in targets, receptions, receive yards, and rush yards. Targets, receptions. Receiving yards and rush yards, second on their team. They're the second um, in the league 
in running backs in terms of receiving yards, but 69th <laughs> in terms of rush yards. <laughs> That's really sexy and interesting. So it's, it's a running back who's involved in the pass a lot, but not at all rushing. I know that Burkhead scored earlier this year. Yes. <laughs> so it's not Burkhead. But that, uh, well, he could be second on the team in receiving yards. Actually, that's not far off. Probably. <laughs> I'm looking at, I don't know, I'm sure he scored two. I, I feel like this should be easy to find. We might. Um, we have not been paying attention to some of the same things because I, I, if you would have given this to me, I would have been like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> I just saw something on Instagram about this. <laughs> this is no, that's not right. Yeah, I, I know it's not right, but I don't have anything else to guess. I'll just say Duke Johnson. No, he did not have a touchdown. Yeah, and he's definitely not like second in receiving yards either. <laughs> uh, NFC East. That's Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, football team. I'm gonna say, I'll say Antonio Gibson. He's not J.D. McKissick, brother. I oh, that makes so much sense. It, he oh, is second man. in only behind Kamara that in, makes in receiving yards. I thought I and he scored it. I thought you were paying attention yesterday when he scored, but like mm. I, I've looked at his stats. That's crazy how he's second, but he's 69th in rush yards. Such a drop. That's, that that's makes absolutely sense. crazy. I know he's been having a good year in general, but I don't have him anywhere. I know he's been having a good year in general, which. I guess just kind of made me think like he's definitely scored a touchdown. He's, he's behind McLaurin in targets, receptions, receiving yards, and behind Gibson in rush yards. But I, I know he's been super involved, so that's – oh, wow. That's a good one. That's crazy. J, J.D. McKissick, I, I, he's he's an anomaly really as far as fantasy goes. Like you you don't want to start him, but you, you're you going to get rewarded <laughs> yeah. if you do, but you're still like, ah, I don't want to. Clearly, especially in a half-point or full-point PPR. Like, I, I mostly guessed Gibson because – you made your comment when I said his name, which I don't think is oh, how do, I've been. But I would have guessed Boston Scott if, if otherwise. He did. Boston Scott did score yesterday. Yeah, and I I want to say he Gallman scored, scored this past week. I feel like the Eagles have put up enough passing offense that somebody else has to be second receiving on the team. You know, I would think. I, they've had a lot of rotating people, which which could make it yeah. kind of tricky. But Boston Scott only has. Oh, he, he hasn't scored at all this year until. Oh, wait, no, he has a receiving touchdown week seven. Damn. I thought you would get it based off the difference in receiving and rush yards. That was so, that, and it's 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 super obvious now that I, because I, I know I've been hearing about him having a, a good year. I just I think I just assumed he got in the end zone at some point before. He had that. another another great week this past week. <laughs> so first clue, uh, although this person is, I, I think they're part of a committee backfield. But I I think most people would agree. Uh, although they're a part of a committee backfield so far this year, they're a top twelve running back in half point PPR scoring. On the back of four games this year, over 100 rushing yards, and he's got five total touchdowns on the season so far this year. So, uh, part of a committee backfield, I, I think most people would agree there. They are a top 12 running back in half-point scoring. They have four games over 100 rushing yards, and they have five total touchdowns on the season. Four games over 100 rush yards is the thing I'm going... Not 100 total yards, 100 rush yards? Correct. That is what I'm going to focus on. Because I can eliminate a lot. I'm way too lazy to like add rushing and receiving yards. Yeah, it's so easy to eliminate teams with four games over 100 rush yards. That's enough to eliminate a lot of teams. I'll just start off first and say Ronald Jones. Stop it! Seriously? Stop yes! it! <laughs> Oh my! Uh, I had a list of a good amount, but I just thought of Ronald Jones at the end. I was like. I was like, all right, who's someone who's just like, I know has had like unexpectedly 400. <laughs> I wasn't trying to pick the obvious ones who had over 100 rush yards, but 
All right. Oh, Ronald Jones. Second clue was uh, they're definitely outproducing their ADP heading into the year. They were the running back 30, according to Fantasy Pros, in half-point scoring. So definitely very valuable. And then obviously NFC. Uh, oh, I, eighth round, whatever. And then NFC South was the division. Damn, I, I felt like a, it was another one. Like I figured you'd get it. I, I was, was kind of thinking I was cream. I was kind of going cream hunt, but I don't think he's had that many oh, over sure. 100. I think he's like because he got like 97 yesterday. I think he's always been right there, but not over. I was thinking Chubb, maybe. Hunt doesn't have a – oh, uh, last this past week was his only 100-yard rushing game, 104. Chubb's got two – Chubb's got three. So Chubb's – That's crazy. Just like – And he's got five touchdowns. So Chubb was pretty oh, – yeah. <laughs> I, I was almost there on Chubb. <laughs> Who else? I was thinking uh, – I was yeah. thinking – I was considering Darrell Henderson. Not sure he, he's got oh, just an interesting one. one game over 100. And the last one I thought you were trying to – glow up Melvin Gordon who's got again just the one over 100 so yeah. I'm glad I went with the right <laughs> yeah, answer yeah that was insane <laughs> I don't I like honestly <laughs> oh, I don't know how I'm doing like your clues are not easy I'm just right, like I thought it was pretty good I'm just like running through and just going through my head and half of them are just like okay it could be one of these five let me pick this guy when I was looking at like the division like if you had not gotten it and gotten to the third clue I feel like you definitely would have gotten it because like I would have considered like Mike Davis that I feel like it was him yeah or Mike Davis I Maybe you briefly consider Fournette. I don't. I don't know. I didn't look his stats up. But he doesn't have five touchdowns. Yeah. I think he's got like one. And it's or no two. one on the Ravens, right? It's or sorry, the uh, Falcons. No, 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 no. All right, I'll I'll take three more. I I mean I don't know how I'm getting all of them right away. Honestly, <laughs> it's I am just I just I guess I've paid more attention to anything this year than I ever have before, and it's just sitting in my. You're brain. really good with the numbers. Like I I don't have that. I'm an accountant. Of memory. Like, I'm an accountant. Numbers are my thing. I guess sense. so. It's like I'm really I I know this stuff. I'm probably cheating. I, as a developer, you don't have to remember anything. You can just look up everything whenever you need. I can write a function to do something. Mad, <laughs> so I don't have to do it myself. Final notes. I think my final note is. I'm going to start diving into the personal lives of my players for Bruce Clues. So you don't know. Like This person also owns a restaurant in their hometown. I don't know. That's a lot, probably. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't do that. would be shitty. But yeah, I don't have any final notes. I think uh, Bruce bring, Clues is out of Bring reach. up the schedule for next week. Let's just, look oh, yes. at, let's just look at that really quick to see what we have to look forward to this upcoming Sunday. Okay. The Thursday night, uh, Thursday night matchup. Yeah. Great. Cardinal Seahawks. Then we got some Nooners. Eh, Falcon Saints I'll watch just for Winston. The balance uh, isn't quite as good. Steelers-Jags I'll watch because I like watching the teams. Patriots-Texans I'll watch. I like watching the teams. Titans-Ravens should be all right. The Saints-Falcons should end up being a decent game. I want to see reason there, but... Chiefs-Raiders. There's some, there's some interesting matchups. You say Ravens-Titans, that's, that's a good-looking one. Yeah. What are you talking about the Jets-Chargers? Yeah. Barn burner. What's the one game we're okay skipping? Is it Bengals football team? Are we looking at the noon games? Or Eagles-Browns. Which one are we okay skip? Any of them. Bengals, football team. I just like to watch Burrow and Higgins. I, I like to watch Burrow in general and Higgins. I, I have. And McLaurin. But the game itself probably not going to be very exciting. I just have fantasy pieces. So that's not really a good reason. It's a decent reason. Um, Eagles-Browns, yeah. That's a, that's a Pats one. can get another win this week to go to 500. Let's get let's get three uh, AFC East teams in the playoffs. It's not going to happen, <laughs> but it's not out of the question. So Panthers Lions probably not a good game to watch, especially without Bridgewater. That's very true. I, although I do kind of want to watch PJ Walker, and you probably want to watch Swift. Yeah, 
I, I, well, I just... I, I'll like, say this. If we're watching the Lions, we're watching the football team in Bengals. Oh, God. <laughs> There's only seven games, so we really... If, as long as they're on TV, we only need to cut out one. So let's cut out the Eagles Browns. I'm down for that. I would rather watch... Football team Bengals and Eagles Browns. And would you rather watch Lions Panthers than Eagles Browns? Yeah. Let's cut Eagles Browns. All right. See you, Eagles Browns. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Fantasy Brewers podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Fantasy Brewers Pod. You can also follow us to download our episodes every week on any of your favorite podcasting services like Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Thanks again for listening. Have a beer for us on Sunday.